Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday, the 4th of June. I'm Emily Ferrier. And I'm Laura Cook. Moscow has begun to achieve tactical success in the Donbass region. Realistically, the Ukrainian military and government know that they may have to withdraw from um, Severodonetsk. And a breakthrough in cancer research could save thousands of lives. Trials are positive and, and bear out this initial promise we're seeing. Then it's been an exciting job combination to watch. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start in Ukraine, where Russia is gaining ground in the battle for the Donbass, the UK's Ministry of Defense has said. The UK has said that Russia holds 90% of the Luhansk region and is likely to have complete control of it in two weeks. The Times correspondent, Ashkold Krushelniki, is in Ukraine and says that though Ukrainian forces are fighting hard, they may have to concede in some areas. Realistically, the Ukrainian military and government know that they may have to withdraw from um, Severodonetsk unless um, some of that new um, weaponry, particularly out- artillery that outdistances Russian artillery, arrives pretty soon. The assessment by the UK's defense intelligence of the first hundred days of conflict found that Moscow had failed its initial objectives of seizing Ukraine's capital of Kyiv and the centers of government. The report added that Russia's military suffered from false planning assumptions and poor tactical execution. However, they have since changed their strategy to focus on the Donbass, the region in southeastern Ukraine, where separatist groups have been fighting for the past eight years, where Moscow has begun achieving tactical success. Gabriel Gavin, a journalist based in Georgia who's written about the conflict in the region, told Times Radio this new tactic could change Russia's objectives. So it's become very clear that actually if Russia can't deliver its main military objectives, which were capturing Kyiv, which were changing the government in Ukraine, which were effectively bringing the nation to heel and preventing it from uh, living out its ambitions to join the EU and NATO, what it can do potentially is push the red lines that have existed since 2014 further and further towards the West. The most recent count of civilian casualties on June the 2nd, recorded by the UN, includes 4,169 deaths and 4,982 injuries, including 67 deaths of children. The true total is likely much higher, as officials have yet been able to confirm deaths in some regions where the fighting is intense, such as Mariupol, where it's estimated that 21,000 civilians have been killed. The assessment concluded by saying that achieving any form of success in the war would require continued huge investment of manpower and equipment, and is likely to take a considerable amount of time. 
On Friday, Mexico City's residents handed over their guns as part of an anti-violence government programme. The Yes to Disarmament, Yes to Peace programme aimed at disarming citizens to curb violence rates began back in 2019. Since then, authorities have collected around 6,320 domestic guns in the Mexican capital. Mexico City's government secretary, Marty Batres, explains the programme's initiatives. These kinds of programs help curb violence in Mexico and in neighborhoods. They help curb homicides and injuries caused by fire guns, as can be seen from the statistics of the last three and a half years. The program includes targeting children's toys, which would encourage an upbringing free of weapon-like toys, swapping the toy guns for other non-violent ones. Batres explains why this is included in the programme. It is important to be educated against violence. This is why it's so important for children to hand over guns. It's quite a ceremony. Children hand over their toy guns and adults hand over guns they have at home. The move comes as the US is once again debating gun control after several mass shootings in recent weeks have shaken the country to the north. Batres also says the US should reflect on their right to possess weapons at home and prompt a cultural change to move away from the daily use of guns. I believe the United States should reflect quite a lot on the violence and arms issue and it needs to prompt a cultural change to move away from the use of arms in daily life. Meanwhile, in the States, the North facade of the White House was illuminated in orange on Friday to mark National Gun Violence Awareness Day. The US has seen a spate of horrific mass killings in recent weeks, including the largest mass school shooting in nearly 10 years. The country has a higher rate of gun deaths than any other wealthy nation. On the way, a new cancer treatment targets the Death Star mutation with promising results. And how did the giraffe evolve with its long neck? Times of London Daily World Briefing. Now to the UK, where hopes are high for a breakthrough in cancer research, which scientists claim could save thousands of patients. The new drug combination targets a genetic variation known as the Death Star mutation, which has previously been incurable. In a trial, tumors were seen to shrink or to stop growing in patients who have run out of all other treatment options. Dr. Anna Mincham is a consultant medical oncologist at the Royal Marsden NHS Foundation Trust and leader of Thoracic Oncology Drug Development Team at the Institute of Cancer Research. She's worked with the study and explains how the two drugs work together. We're particularly looking at how this drug works in a group of patients with what's known as a KRAS mutation. So the KRAS mutation is found in uh, a significant proportion of patients with cancers, uh, including lung cancer. So it can be found in up to 30% of patients. And to target this um, KRAS mutation has been very difficult in the past. Drugs just haven't worked. And so to find a drug combination which works in these patients Uh, in a significant portion uh, and controls their cancer uh, is quite exciting. 30 patients took part in the trial. After six months, half of the lung cancer patients hadn't seen further cancer progress. And in some of the patients, their previously untreatable tumors shrank by more than 30%. Dr. Mincham says if the findings are replicated in bigger trials, 
It would represent one of the biggest breakthroughs in cancer treatment for decades. This is an, what we describe as an early phase trial. So this is a trial where we're really looking at uh, the side effects and early signs of what the response rates are in these groups of patients. So we need, we need bigger trials. So that's you know, what the next step will be, is looking at this drug in large groups of patients. Um, but if those trials are positive and, and bear out this initial promise we're seeing, then this will be an exciting drug combination to watch for in the future. Researchers said that while this is in its early stages, the treatment could be available on the NHS in five years, providing hope for tens of thousands of people. To the United States now, where more than 120,000 emails found on Hunter Biden's discarded laptop have been posted online by a former Trump White House staffer. Trump's legal team originally leaked some details they claim to be on Hunter's laptop ahead of the 2020 presidential election. They suggest that Hunter Biden made around $11 million between 2013 to 2018, but spent so freely that by 2019 he was turning to his father to pay off debts of more than $800,000. Tolu Olorunipa, a national political reporter for the Washington Post, told Times Radio he made his money from business deals, including a Chinese investment company. And he was able to amass a large amount of money, um, but we also saw that he spent that money, you know, those millions of dollars, pretty rapidly to the point where he uh, did not have much left of his great earnings by the time that that lucrative stretch ended and he was you know sort of looking for people to bail him out he was looking for loans trying to pay off his debt the leaked information also showed that hunter biden filmed his own low-rent home porn videos and uploaded them online dozens of pornographic films of the president's son with prostitutes were posted on hunter biden's Pornhub account and though he was careful to hide his face the evidence is damning This is the latest in a list of scandals facing Hunter Biden, including an investigation into his tax affairs and foreign business dealings. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the result from the men's French Open semi-final, here's Kane Reeves. Norway have a player into the men's final of a tennis major for the first time ever. Kasper Ruud beat 2014 US Open champion Marin Cilic 3-6-6-4-6-2-6-3 at Roland Garros in the French Open. A protester disrupted the game with the players leaving the court for 15 minutes while security officials removed her. It's believed she was acting on behalf of a climate activism group. Today, the women's world number one, Igor Zviontek, will be trying to win the French Open singles title for the second time in her career. Sviontek will go into the final against the American teenager Coco Golf on a 34-match winning streak, having won her last eight finals. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Headline acts from across the world will appear outside Buckingham Palace in the UK on Saturday, as around 22,000 people are expected at a concert to mark the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Craig David, Alicia Keys, Sir Rod Stewart, and, fittingly, Queen, are among the acts taking part, with Diana Ross closing the concert, her first live UK performance in 15 years. The event also features music from a host of musicals, curated by composer Andrew Lloyd Webber. The Prince of Wales and the Duke of Cambridge are to take to the stage to pay tributes to the Queen. And finally, it's a puzzle that's intrigued researchers for decades, but an answer may have been found for how the giraffe got its long neck. 
It's long been thought that the world's tallest land animal evolved with a long neck so it could reach treetops for food. But researchers at the Chinese Academy of Sciences have been analyzing fossils from around 17 million years ago. They now believe it was for competition for mates, with the long neck serving as a weapon in male courtship, with male giraffes engaging in violent neck-swinging fights. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday, the 4th of June. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.